It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to RegisterMeats.com. That's RegisterMeats.com. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Oh, and we can assure you we are pumped to talk about some Florida State football. The 0-3 Knowles set to take on Louisville this weekend, guys. We're here to break it all down. Mm, mm. Two hours, player for player. How the Knowles are going to get their first dub this Saturday, right? Got to control the line of scrimmage. You think so? That's the first thing. Maybe put pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, This hour brought to you by our friends at Register Sausage, which you just heard. But uh, we always want to say thank you to them. We want to say a special thank you to each and every one of our advertisers. (laughs) I mean a profound thank you for being part of uh, what we do here on Seminole Headlines. My goodness gracious. Better times are coming. We pro- we, well, it's impossible for them not to be I better. Mean, yeah, just a five-win, six-win season. So, you know, I think in all seriousness, and by the way, yay, sausage! And you can get their uh, product, the fine andouille or uh, mm. assorted jalapeno cheddar. I'm not sure which is the best sausage to kind of drown your sorrows in. Maybe All might, of them? Maybe all of them. Eat your feelings? But yeah. uh, the website is registermeats.com. You can order, have as much ordered uh, shipped to your house as you'd like. They ship it in, in a... Ice, ice box, basically. Uh, it keeps it fresh. And you can also obviously get it in your uh, local grocery store if you live in central North Florida, up into Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, you know, there's nowhere to go but up. As we kind of joked about a moment ago, I think that's true. I, now the question is, how long does it take to gain traction? Because it no longer is really much fun for any of us, I think, to sit around and gripe about rightfully so, but gripe about individual moments in which the team fails or the coaches fail. Mm. Uh, there's plenty to go a around. Lot, lot there's, to there's, yeah, you have, you have a bounty of uh, examples where either coaches let players down or players didn't execute or whatever it might be. The bottom line is you're 0-3 and you haven't been particularly well coached. The personnel is lacking, mm. lacking to say the least. Now you have injuries in areas where you simply could not afford to have any injuries. Um, we see how quickly this just devolves into an absolute unmitigated disaster when a couple of your starters on the offensive line go down. And then you see the panic as a result, both from players and coaches. I think you see real panic where they're just trying to throw things against the wall, hoping something sticks, because there doesn't seem to be a real cogent game plan week to week right now, or an identity, at the very least, for what they want to be. And so we, we, we try to talk about, I think, 
baby steps because it doesn't do you any good every week to, again, come in and pound your fist on the table. We get it. They're awful. There's no doubt the coaches know they're awful, and they're desperate too, but you've got to find a way to, to gain some traction. And I think that only really works if you stick to something and if you have something you can go to. question becomes, personnel-wise, who's that player at the most important position? Because neither quarterback is really giving you anything at this point. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like The one thing I thought I felt very confident about is no matter who won the quarterback job, it would be an improvement over a year ago. If it was Jordan Travis, certainly he would be better today than he was a year ago. If it's Mackenzie Milton, yes, I think he's going to be better than Jordan Travis was a year ago or James Blackman. So who, no matter who won it, I thought the quarterback play was going to be better, and that was really one of the most encouraging things coming into the se- season. It hasn't happened, um, probably for a variety of reasons. But I think the big, at the end of the day, Coaches have to accept responsibility for, I think, mismanaging this situation. Um, you know, and they've had some tough situations in terms of, you know, McKenzie wasn't available part of preseason, then Jordan wasn't available a little bit last week, and so you've, they've had to juggle some stuff. But what they did, especially this past game, and really in the Jacksonville State game, I just don't. It doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. And you can play two quarterbacks if it works. If it doesn't work, it just looks like buffoonery. Yeah, it looks desperate. It looks like uncertainty. It looks like confusion. It looks like hey, quote-unquote, we're going to ride the hot hand, but neither guy has been any good. Well, I mean, that's, that's the bottom line to Iris' point. I mean, look, Mackenzie Milton, bless his heart, that's a great story. Doesn't look like he can throw the ball real effectively right now for a variety of reasons. His receivers aren't very good, and they can't pass pro. Secondly, his arm isn't good. Then you look at Jordan Travis. You Okay, so you say, well, let's just run him. Let's just get a guy out there yeah, and we'll utilize not, his legs. Well, that he, ain't it. Yeah, it ain't it because he's hurt. Always. Well, I don't know. I well, he's hurt now, but I don't know Always. that he was hurt uh, to start that game. And they call basically when he comes into the game three straight runs that net I don't know three yards, and then they punt. Um, he does it, and there was a play early in the well when Jordan Travis was in the game where it was a, it was a read play, and he pulled it out, and it's him on the edge just with one tackler. And if he gets by that guy, it's it may be a touchdown. It's at least a 30-yard gain. He gets a four-yard gain out of it. And Jordan in 2020 that's gets a, t- a touchdown. That's, that's, that's the point. He's not healthy, I don't believe. But I don't, he, doesn't look, I don't, he doesn't look like he wants he, to run either. That's the thing. It doesn't look like the same guy as last year. Would you? It's been beaten out of him. Maybe, yeah. And, and so with that in mind, you're like, okay, well, they keep talking about these different skill sets that these guys have. Number one, Travis is throwing the ball better than Milton. Yep. And Milton is running the ball. Like, Travis has run for one first down this entire season. Milton's run for a few at least. Uh, you know, the fumble at the goal line notwithstanding, he's at least made a few plays with his feet. I don't know that Jordan's made any other than the throw to parchment in the Notre Dame game. I don't know that he's made any plays with his legs, and it's like, well, then what the, what, what do you have well, here? Well, and the, that's the my biggest complaint about the hot hand thing was McKenzie got one drive. How about, like, the least cold hand? Well, he got he got one drive, and Jay Sean fumbled. Yeah. And then you go to Travis, and then Travis really wouldn't do anything. But then McKenzie's next drive, I don't think he did anything wrong again. It just didn't go anywhere. Then you go back to Travis – I think that's the drive where they score, but that was all Trayshawn Ward. I mean, if McKenzie had been yeah. in there, they they went they scored on that drive. They had a couple of good runs, and then Trayshawn had two bit huge plays to get that scoring drive. So then then it became Jordan Travis's game. Again, man, you're, you're throwing stuff against the wall here. But it, McKenzie Milton, from watching him at UCF, and I'm not saying he's the answer, but from watching him at UCF, he is a guy that gets hot over time, or he figures it out. He's not a guy. He wasn't at UCF. He wasn't a guy that played great for four quarters. Oh, yeah, he could be bad for a while. I just don't think this one series and then go to yeah. Jordan for three series and then go back to McKenzie, I don't think that is has any chance of working. Part, part of the problem, I think, and this is where you're betwixt and between, oh. I think they, they think 
obviously. When they chose McKenzie Milton to be the starting quarterback, they removed the oar and all that, and they put him out there. He was going to be their guy. and He's their guy again listed this week. All right, now you, you are now dedicating yourself to a certain way of playing the game. You can't then, to Iris' point, if things don't go well early, pull him in favor of another guy, and then because what does that tell you about what you did during the week? What, what well, did you rep that, during the week? What did you? What was your game plan? That's what, what I brought install? up on Wake Up Orchard. Is like they co- they go in each game with a script, and I assume they said they were going to play. They were going to alternate those first couple of possessions. So Milton had his script, Travis had his script. Well, after Deshaun Corbin fumbles on the second play, can you not? It should have been improvise and be like, hey, whatever we had for play three for you, McKenzie, that's going to be the first tri- play of this next drive. Like, why then is it all of a sudden? Okay, you don't get to drive anymore. What if he had thrown? Uh, what if McLean had busted that catch for a sixty-yard touchdown? Milton then doesn't play the next series because he just threw a touchdown pass. Like sometimes the game dictates what you do, and they had to have a script for both guys, and then they just punt on it. That again, when you're talking big picture, because Lord knows this isn't like 2014 when you can be like, okay, well this didn't make any sense, and this is why it was a close game. They still won, but they're making mistakes. Uh, well, that's the problem with this. This team is like a 68 olds jalopy that that's just springing oil, water's flowing everywhere, and we're complaining about the radio. Right. Like, this is, there are so many other but, problems. But I was going to say, the way the radio is being uh, uh, administered isn't the right word, but tried to be fixed is what's concerning about the future. Right. That's what I was kind of trying to say is like, the, well, some of these decisions don't bode well for future decisions because they're so baffling. It doesn't mean they lost the game because of this one play or that one play, but when you're when you're trying to project what this coaching staff could be, this is where the frustration it's, it's comes a from concerning. the fan base because they don't see anything that you can hang your hat on, and they see questionable decisions, they see panic, and nobody wants to see the guys that are in charge panicking. I also think, you know, that one of, really one of the more unforgivable forgivable things that happened early in this game is you can't pull Corbin there and not put him back out there for a while. That's crazy. You can't do that. He He's probably your most reliable player. I, I, hope I, that, I don't, I don't I hope understand what they're doing. With in that. the time, I thought maybe he got shooken up on the play, but I went, went back no, and watched it. He was nothing. totally fine. No, it's a great hand on the ball. Yeah. He got unlucky. And but, I'm but, tra- president of the Trayshawn Moore man, fan club, but from a player relationship psyche yeah, standpoint. No, that's a good kid. Yeah. You can't do that. In fact, if you're trying to instill confidence again in a kid, you sit him right back out there and you hand him the ball well, the unless Well, yeah. unless you're doing it across the board, like any time uh, an offensive lineman false starts, you yank him yeah. off the field. Yeah, it, that's the way to play football. Uh, sure, yeah. but if that, at least it would be uh, universal across yeah. the board. Well, the lack of consistency and the lack of uh, any sort of identity, all of these things lead to what we feel from a distance is – panic from a coaching staff and they give you evidence of it each week and that's why you say in the future you worry i will say this it is pretty rare and it's i mean i got asked today what is the poison pill that florida state football took to be mired in this kind of nonsense that we see every week and i said how much time do you have because it was a radio interview i said you you can't it's not a player it's not a singular coach it's not a singular administrator you've got to go back a ways and document a series of missteps that have led to this really, really gruesome scenario and situation Florida State finds itself in. Because here's what we now know. This is not going to be okay this year. It's probably not going to be okay next year. They have got a long way to go before they're even average. Because they have to... You can't go every week and say the same thing for four years. They can't block. But that's where we're at. They can't block. And where do you see – where's the Calvary coming for that offensive line right now? Now, you might be able to get slightly better, mm-hmm. but it's not happening real quick. So 
you don't have a starting quarterback that you feel great about. And I'm sorry to say to the fans, Chubb Purdy doesn't look like he's the guy right now either. Hey, we'll see though, right? I we'll mean, see. So if he gets a chance, at well, some point. I mean, he, you know, you'd have you'd have to call the game differently. You'd have to call the game differently, and you'd have to call very specifically. Yeah. But, but maybe that's the option you you do. But point is, they're not going to block real well for him either. Uh, you don't have dynamic receivers. Your tight end room is non-existent. Let's, let's, the jury's still out on that, Jeff. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have dynamic receivers. Your tight ends are non-existent. Other than that, though. So, I mean, fellas, that, that you, you better hang your hat on something. Listen, Clawson did this at Wake Forest. Since we just lost to Wake Forest, let's use him. Remember when they had the worst offensive line in football three years ago, whatever it was? It was, and uh, it was just steady taking ass beatings. It was 14, right? It yeah. Was, it was, first year. Yeah. It was that far along? Well, that was the only team that, that that team, that 2014 Florida State team, that's the only team that blew out. It was like 43-3. to three. I think Featherston had like a big game. I remember because I remember, they couldn't do anything. Yeah, we were, just, sitting, yeah, we were anything. just sitting there watching, going, "What is he doing? Trying to run this offense but, with that offensive line?" But bless his heart, he stuck to it and said, "This is what we are. We're going to yeah. do this, and, and the, this is our identity." Well, and and you know what? If we got a punt, we got a punt. The difference with that team is that I would assume all those guys were very young up front yeah, on that Wake yeah. Forest, and he's like, "This is what we're doing." Man, I know Norvell said the other day that they have a young offensive line, buddy. Four of those guys can rent cars. You know, four of those guys, their insurance is going down because they're 25 or 28 or whatever. Like, you got fifth-year seniors, six-year seniors. Babion's been here, I think, since the Clinton administration. Yeah, like, man. They're, but... they're, they're not good, but they're old. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so at well, some point, got you really... just start playing well, the young dudes. I, I don't know. I, I, you can ruin guys that way. I asked Atkins that today. I was like, at what point, if you've got a healthy – Vigorous young player, but vigorous. maybe doesn't know everything. I don't think I said vigorous, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just hoping. I'm projecting. Yeah, yeah. But if you have some young guys that haven't been beaten down, and maybe don't know everything yet, at what point do you? And he said, "Man, it just comes out. It's out here at practice. We're going to give those guys chances, and then whoever gives us the best chance to win, that's who we're going to play." And I know that from a media standpoint and a fan standpoint, you look at the guys out there and say, okay, those guys aren't getting it done. Somebody else, put somebody else in there. But sometimes there's no good answers. And I guess that's where I'm kind of getting to with this football team is we all want to blame coaches, and I'm at the top of the list. I, I And to your point earlier, they have made a lot of biz, bad decisions that have made it easy to criticize them. Yeah, they give, the, handling, they give it ammo. Their handling of certain situations, game time and even just in preparation, have been – Easy to criticize, so that's what we're doing. But at the end of the day, it's it comes down to guys playing. I mean, those guys are out there. You can you can Jarvis Brownlee, whoever can make a play on the ball. You can, a receiver can beat the DB for a catch. I mean, at some point, guys have to make plays. So here here's here's where now moving forward, we're going to watch very carefully because Dillingham all but admitted this. Okay, yesterday, he is saying that teams through three games have decided that no matter their normal scheme, they're going to come out of it, and they're going to play press man and say, you can't, your receivers aren't good enough to beat my corners, so I'm going to be free to do with the other defenders whatever I want. I don't have to play off. I, don't have to do, I can do anything I damn well want because your guys aren't good enough to beat my guys. And I know something else. I know from looking at the film that your offensive lineman can't block my defensive lineman. Good luck with that, Dilly. Yeah. Let's have some fun today. Let's see what you can do. None of your receivers can get open. You don't have tight ends that are at the dam, and you can't block. Call whatever you want to call. That's your ass. So I, it is up to him from here on out to understand that tendencies don't matter. Yeah, It doesn't matter what you see them doing defensively during the week of preparation. They're going to come out of it because they're going to say, you're garbage. 
And from there, you have the unenviable task of trying to figure something out. But you do have to figure something out because you can't stop coming to work and you are paid handsomely. So at some point, you've got to decide to be something, and it may very well fail. But you got to be something. I don't think you can just decide week to week to, well, let's try this one. Yeah, let's try this. Because that's just, there's that ain't getting it done either. No, that ain't going to get it done. And maybe none of it gets it done. I, maybe straightforward, you don't win more than two games because you're just simply not good enough to win more than two games. I just, I, look, man, the, the, you cannot convince me that Florida State doesn't have better offensive players than UAB. You can't convince me of it. Okay, so you're talking about a singular moment where but they right, tre- but treated when the Wake, game like a scrimmage. We, we, we're not going to relitigate but, that. I agree they treated Wake that Forest game poorly. But Wake Forest is going to give up 28 points to, like, Syracuse or somebody else. You cannot convince me that Florida State doesn't have equal talent to oh, Syracuse. Oh, on the offensive line, I bet I could. Maybe. I bet I could. Now, this is another why question. Why are we still having the conversation through three coaching staffs about an offensive line that can't block? It is mind-numbing to watch largely different groups of people come in and have to suffer through the same problems. They did, and this is the tough thing about this situation, is you've got problems with talent, you've got problems with decisions about the coaching staff, and then you've had some crappy luck. I mean, They've been not having team, yeah. Robert Scott and, and Maurice Smith is a big deal. Yeah, it's a damn big deal. Yeah. So, That's how thin they are, yeah. though. And then right after baby, you know, uh, Dante Lucas left the team. Not that he was great, so three but that's of another the seven guy, guys yeah, you were count- aren't even there. Weren't available. Yeah. So, so that's... Yeah, man. Well, well, that. But again, going back to Jeff's point, I don't think you can just say that. Okay, the the cavalry's not coming with the offensive line. It's not. Those guys might be good players, like Robert Scott and Morty Smith might be good players. I mean, you know what I mean? No, there, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can't just say, okay, this offensive line is going to suck in perpetuity. They're some of those guys. They yeah, really but, like. but they weren't available for this game. No, no, so I know. That, yeah. But as we move forward, you know, you're talking about next year and the year after that. Those guys might be okay. The yeah. Schrader kid, if he gets healthy, yeah. they like they like him a lot. They, Darius, they, Darius Washington, but of course, bad. but of course, Schrader got hurt. Yeah. Well, again, everybody they yeah. like. That's yeah. what happens. It is. It's just this cycle. It's a snake of, bite. It was and, a snake bite. It was a de- Jimbo went to some infected. crossroads. I've lost made my a deal leg. With the devil. He made a deal with the devil at some crossroads somewhere. But, green is set in. But the problem for the coaches is those things. You can understand some of those things, and you can understand deficiencies of talent. You can understand maybe a quarterback being getting hurt a lot. Whatever. But the, that's where those decisions that have been so easy to criticize are killing them because we can all identify that. Like, I yeah. can't tell you that you're not blocking up inside, inside zone wrong. Like, I, I don't know that. I can't tell you Alex Atkins is teaching bad technique or David Johnson's not teaching. But we can all see Mackenzie Milton on a design run from fourth and two doesn't it's, make any freaking sense. So Poor, poor play call. So, well so that's the well problem. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the, the defensive call to end the Jacksonville State game. and the, yeah. So those things yeah. are killing They're them. Adding, Again, you see what he's trying to do there on that Jacksonville State yeah. game. You know, well, you don't want him to give – you want to give that first down. The fire is raging. Yeah. We're going to run over and pour <laughs> mountains of gasoline on it here and see if we can't uh, remedy the situation. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. 
Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Oh, there it is. Registermeats.com. Time oh, for me to talk. We're on yeah. the air. Okay. <laughs> you guys have Seminole Headlines. Uh, yeah, nothing. Uh, all right, so so here, here's the deal. We Hold were just on, real quick. So I want I want the people to know why we switch seats because it's going to lead into something. That ass kicking you took? Yeah, I, I got in a, a bar fight at a corner pocket. Mm. Uh, I was kicking the crap out of the guy. So and he, one he of his friends hit bottle. With a bottle. Yeah, um, I had a, a skin cancer removed, and they did a lot of stuff with my nose. So now I look like I had to wear the hat. And don't scare I had to be people. Off in the shadow. Don't scare people. It was don't, they caught it. Everything's yeah, fine. they did. They yeah. got it all. But. After the guy went in the second time and left the room to take it to the lab, his buddy, who was also a doctor, came in and is like, can I talk to you about Florida State football? As I'm sitting there on the chair. Mm-hmm. And he he wanted to know, like what you were saying at the end of that last segment, like why does it why does it matter not who the – it doesn't seem to matter who the coach is. It's been five years of seemingly the program getting worse and worse. Mm. And Taggart had issues. Jimbo had issues at the end. Oh, yeah. And they don't seem like they ever get fixed. And he wanted to know, is it like, is it a snake-bitten program? Well, there's no such thing. But first of all, two things here. Um, When you start over, which we all thought they should. Yeah. You are starting over. And you lack continuity. And any of these programs that you've seen do that struggle. You don't see a lot of guys just suddenly. And there are exceptions. I understand you could pick an outlier, but it is very It'd be rare. Cool if they had gotten an exception. It, it, this time. it would be nice. Yeah, but but here's the thing: problems are different at each program, right? It could be a myriad things, but problems that exist in programs that are causing them to not achieve at the level that the fans want aren't the same across the board. Florida State has a unique set of problems. Now, some may be similar to others, but. When one of your problems is personnel on the offensive line year in and year out, and then you start over, you know, remember when Florida went four and eight and had another four win season in there? I think they had two different four win yeah. seasons that little stretch. I remember asking, um, now he, he's, he's on the beat and he's a friend of ours, so I don't think you'll mind me saying, even though he works for somebody else. Me and Chris Nee were talking one day, and I said, hey, man. Let me ask you something, because I don't go on the road to cover recruiting. I don't want to hear that name ever again. <laughs> Not so, on Seminole Headlines. Get it out of your mouth. Me and Nee were talking, okay. and I said, Chris, listen, just again, I'm not at these camps. I don't see these kids. How does Florida, the University of Florida, not have a single decent wide receiver over the last four years at that, during that stretch? Right. It's Florida. How do you not have a receiver? And he said, well, if you pile years on top of one another – then think about the kids coming out that go through, let's say, their freshman, sophomore, junior years of high school, 
and they've seen Florida not have any sense of a passing game whatsoever. No receivers going to the league. No, They're not exactly lining up to kick down the door to go there, even with the promise of playing time, because they haven't seen the successes. And that just makes sense, right? So for Florida State, look at this putrid-ass offensive line and how long it's been this way across coaching staffs. If you're a top-tier offensive lineman, somebody that could change the fortunes of this group, would you ever look at Florida Well, but State? they've got a bunch of offensive linemen committed. They do currently. Yeah. We have to hope like hell they can keep right. them intact. The fear for all of us is that the way forward is with an influx of talent in the most important position there beyond quarterback. And we don't know that they're going to have the kind of season that gets those verbals to become signed. But I, Yeah, but I also think that the problems for Florida State are – and there's, not there's, just offensive line. Of course not. Yeah. I'm I mean, naming one, though, specific to the fact that they can't block. But, you know, quarterbacks as big as anything. And they haven't had a good quarterback since Jameis left. That's correct. Um, you know, DeAndre, that first year was – you could win with DeAndre that first year. Yeah. Um, but when he came back, he wasn't, and, and nothing else has been. So so that's a, a huge problem. Um, defensively, I mean, there's been personnel issues there. But I also think it, part of that is to the same topic. It's the turnover, the yeah, constant turnover. Because every time you change coaches, you lose a bunch of players who transfer. You have kids that don't buy into the new regime, so you kind of wish they would have transferred. You're recruiting new players, but they're young. Then you have another coaching change. Willie, you know, Willie brought in some guys that could probably play, but then those guys bailed. They're all gone when when Norvell came in. So now, you know, he's he, you know, look, man, uh, and I get it. Norvell has used the word young or youth more this week than I've heard yeah. him in the last six months. It's like Leonard after a loss. Like, look, we're starting we're, seven new yeah. – we got seven six new, new guys, guys out of yeah, 11. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's fine. I'm not going to begrudge him that because the reality is that what this team is, and it's just a weird amalgamation of, of young players that they brought in. And mercenaries. And then these these transfers. Mm-hmm. And so that was always going to be a question is how is that all going to mesh and who's going to lead when you're in trouble? And I think, to me, that's their biggest problem right now is who's leading? Well, I mean, you know, who's who's who – and and that's you know I look at a guy like McKenzie and it's and I asked about McKenzie I asked yesterday about him, how's he handling this I mean he's never gone through anything like this you know and, and he comes in for he's got this one year and he goes out there and turns the ball over four times and they they stink it up against Wake Forest how's he handling and can he lead anybody else because that was one of the big things you wanted him in the program that you thought for. he could do yeah so that's to me and so to me that 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 takes time unless you hit the lottery sometimes a new coach comes in. And there's the pieces are in place, but that doesn't happen. Well, and also the often. new signing period and all these different things that have happened, the confluence of oh, events yeah, that yeah, we yeah. talk about has not helped new coaching staffs. But I, I would say, again, yes, quarterback's a problem, but it's a bigger problem when you can't block. So they, right. you, you, you see some average-ass quarterbacks around the country having success because they can block up front and you can scheme around some of their deficiencies. You can't scheme around these deficiencies if you can't block. Well, and that's where I think the, the Wake Forest game to me was so telling, especially without those two offensive linemen, because Wake Forest was asking them to run the football. I mean, they played six in the box the whole game, yeah. and they and Florida State just refused to try. I mean, they just, until later, they started running the that misdirection thing. But really... And when I asked Dillingham, he said, "Well, we you know, honestly we just couldn't block it." And it's like, dude, if you guys can't block a six man box, they can't though. They get beat. Then what? Do you, then how? People are like, "What's your identity? How can you have an identity?" Well, you have to be willing to fail, doing one thing and trying to get better at it week. Yeah, by week. I guess well, just do the Clawson thing from fourteen. Just run what you want to run, no matter. But, become, but the problem is you're, in, yeah. you're the problem is you're also at Florida State, where there's a million podcasts and there's a million fans and people care. At Wake Forest, yeah. Yeah. Literally, like Iris said yeah, um, on Sunday, Sunday Night yeah. Smash. Um, sorry, I'm Thanks yelling. for the plug. I'm Gordon. yelling yeah, in the mic. That, yeah. um, 
Yeah, I, I wanted. I didn't have a beer, but I was I was commiserating with you guys. Man, Wake Forest didn't. There were more Florida State fans there than Wake Forest. There really were. They I know do they don't care. They don't care. Yeah, but they're like, listen, this well, that cool, just adds Betty, to your anger, but it game. doesn't change your your situation. Would, I agree with you. It would be like if Cor- like Corey's never picked up, uh, like he's never played chess in his life, and they just sits down with somebody who practices chess all the time and just kicks his ass. Yeah, it's like yeah. in nine moves, I got. Is that checkmate? Now what does that mean again? <laughs> yeah, what does that now, mean? Now your king can't move when your girlfriend it wins looks the office like pool. Won. Oh, like, exactly. Uh, yeah, and like, it's not. Is, and it's yeah. not to say that. I mean, Clawson, All respect to him and his staff. They've done a great job at that program, but. Nobody cares. Right. No, and that's a but shame. That just adds to your woes. But, it's I mean, that's why when you're Clawson, you can have that right. uh, attack that because he had you're in Because somewhat 14. in anonymity. But here's the thing. Florida State is now at a place where they can do the same. And what I mean is they're still going to get ripped. We're all going to talk about it because people do care. But you're not going anywhere. Mike Norvell knows damn well he is not being fired at the end of this year. Stick to something. Don't worry about any. I know we're, we sound like we sound like every other coach. Don't worry about the outside noise. Don't worry about the clutter. Well, you got to keep the circle tight. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> keep yeah. the circle. Keep the tight. squares out of your circle. Yeah, that's another one. But listen, it's true. You you've got to figure something out moving forward that you can latch onto, buy into, and believe in, and then press on, knowing that it may not work week to week. You may not be good enough to execute whatever that thing may be, but find it. Well, I take my chances with the backs. Me too. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I and I get okay. You can't block it up. So somebody's going to be coming free. At least one, maybe two guys yeah, are going to be coming miss, free. Sean, I'm taking my chances with these backs over those receivers and the quarterback. Any day. But here's the thing. We can just, at some point, doesn't throw. I mean, again, I know this is reactionary. We're three games in. These receivers do not look like they're overly well coached. They do not get any separation. They do not have any ball skills at all. You see, the and what, what I mean by that is, again, juxtaposed to Wake Forest. They had that kid, I don't know his name, but he made three or four, four uh, third-down catches. In traffic. They're possession receiver. With people on them. Yeah. Florida State doesn't have that or doesn't coach that. And they don't have anybody tough that will go over the middle and get an eight-yard catch on third and six. Well, now, the quarterback might not put it where it needs to be anyway. <laughs> that's for starters. But it sure would help if you could count on your receivers. And they don't. And they haven't for All right, a so, long, long so time. So we got to go to break because we went long in the first segment. But one thing I will say, I think a fair criticism is, again, you brought in Parchment, but he's clearly not the answer. They're already giving up on him, and yeah. I think for good reason, by the way. Uh, so already, that's a whiff. You can look. There are some areas where they succeeded in the portal, but it is vital that if you do identify areas of weakness, of which there are plenty on this team, that you attack it in the portal, right? How You got Dylan Gibbons, and that's it? I mean, God, dog, everybody. I mean, I would have had 18 transfer portal offensive linemen rolling in this bitch. The problem is there's, there's, no, I mean, there's not that many, and then when there are good ones, be. there's good teams Ira, that want them. Western Michigan well, might I, have I, a guard that no, just no, no. wants to play you, That's funny you bring that football. up. I actually saw this. There was uh, I was watching college football over the weekend, flipping around. There was a Western Michigan player they oh. said had come in on the transfer portal. Dude was dominating. I was like, that guy right there is the best player Florida State has I'm on just, the offensive line. If you're a one-year guy, you talked about how, how hard is it to recruit offensive lineman right, when you're battling the offensive right. line at least with freshmen you can tell them man you're going to build this, this turn around <laughs> yeah man this is what we're doing all right we're, we're going to a break we're going to a break is that we're doing? Games up in i thought here. you said we got to go to a break Seminole headlines <laughs> 93.3 real talk radio and war chant tv how you doing there podcasters good good to hear it listen <laughs> if you're if you're wondering uh for you know for a good place to eat Watch a game, have a cold beer, enjoy a lot of choices. We suggest Horizons Bar and Grill. Maybe even run into us. You might see us. You and I especially. Yes. I mean, I'm there once a week, I think. When I'm in town, I'm there. Stephanie and I are there. Great place. Cold beer, hot women. 
everything you want in a uh, – I probably shouldn't have said that. Well, it's or okay. Hot beer and cold women. <laughs> Whatever you're into. I, I, like, I like the good-looking ladies, too. That's sure, all right. But, but even if that's uh, not your thing, I'll be there. I'm a good-looking guy. And we would all agree, great food. Legitimately the most good important food. part of this ad is the great food. It's great food. They got TV, sports bar. They got the vibe, but beer, food, everything you could want. And most importantly, again, other than uh, the food, is that there is at least, I'd say, a 35% chance one of us would be there. And you get the mac and cheese bites. And you can get those shrimp tacos, which yeah. are the king. Uh, you get the, you've gotten the healthy on me lately. You I get, eat the hummus. You eat the, I hummus. Get the hummus. Who eats really that? Good. He I, does. At Horizons I, I, Bar I know and I like hummus. Maybe I go. don't, but Horizon's got some great hummus. But you look for them on their website. You can see their happy hour specials. Uh, just a great place to hang out. And it's and if you want to like a little upscale dinner, you yeah. can go in there for that as well. It's at Bannerman Crossing at the uh, right off of Thomasville Road in Bannerman uh, up there in the northeast Tallahassee. Tell them headlines sent you. Well, the important thing is support the people who help support Seminole Headlines. That's Horizon's Bar and Grill. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. <laughs> yeah, we're back on there, killer. Sorry, everybody. Everybody, keep it together. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Talking over the voice guy. Keep the main thing the main thing, right. Corey. Yeah. Uh, and also, you, could, you guys at home watching, first of all, we appreciate it. We'll get to headliner questions next hour. But you can sense our frustration. You can feel it. We're, we're there with you. But just, now it's the time to be just sort of analytical and, and calm and straightforward. It's like when – I don't know if there's a good example, but if you're married, there were moments in, in, in everybody's marriage, and maybe your ex-wife yeah, can attest might, to this, yeah, maybe. where the levels of frustration reach a place where nothing good is going to come from further yelling and screaming about the issue. That's what I would tell her when my ADHD would flare up. Yeah. Like, look, I can't put the dishes in the dishwasher. I, I, I my mind doesn't work like that. do it. I desperately would like to. The doctor <laughs> told you that. There's the nothing I would rather do than put those dishes in the dishwasher. If, I had, if I had my druthers, but, but, <laughs> they'd be in there. But yeah. there's a butterfly. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Yeah, there's and a the game just on. started. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm oh, sorry. Actually, not, I'm distracted again by the game or a Netflix special. But I would, so that's the whole thing. So that's the whole thing. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, it doesn't do us much good to continue to just scream and yell. And if you're a fan who, and I get it because I do care immensely, but now is the time for that. We got to talk, guys. Yeah. We got to talk. We got we to gotta work through some. I can't imagine. And listen, they're all paid handsomely again. You know, they're not victims at this point. But, man, I can't fathom what it is like for Mike the second he has to walk over to those microphones or Dillingham or anybody else and have to answer questions, knowing that this is a blank show. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking about that today. But I actually brought up to Aslan while we were watching practice. Like, when I was a kid, my dad would get mad at me. And this is before I knew that I would get the same thing from my wife, but I remember this <laughs> from my dad. When my dad would get mad at me, he would get on a roll and just start, and then why didn't you do this? And yeah, then look at your room, so, yeah. and then look at the – so Yeah, we can't avalanche. have all that. And, yeah. and, so, and I just thought to myself, man, if you're a head coach of a team with 100 players mm. and 20 coaches and mm. 30 support staff members, all the people that you liked three weeks ago, as he looks around the field now, yeah. how many of those guys do you think he likes? Yeah, right now – I mean, I'm not even sure he likes himself right now. So, I mean, <laughs> and you know, and uh, his agent for telling him to come here. Yeah. Like how big a smart – Alec, would you be like? I can't even imagine how I'd be in the in the coaches' meetings. Like, oh, Alex, you're doing a bang up job with Brady Scott, man. <laughs> yeah. You're crushing it. Thank you for that. You know, I keep getting told that you're one of the best offensive line coaches in America. Here's more proof, Kenny. I thought you were this protege, this wonderkin. You're you're the next big thing. 
Thanks for those two touchdowns, you big jerk. Like, wait for us. I will say this, and, and people had asked, because one of the things I wrote about over the weekend was um, just about the difference between this situation and Willie's situation, because you are having people now saying, hey, you fired the last guy. This, well, you're not, I know, you're not gonna... I know, I know, and, but I was explaining why you're not going to. But, but one of the things, and I didn't explain it in the column, but I do give want to give Norvell credit. That was one of the issues under the previous staff was that the coaches hated each other he, you know, Willie did not foster a environment of camaraderie. You no, know, the coaches the, did not like him. They didn't, didn't like, like him. He didn't like them. They didn't no. like each other. It was a terror, toxic situation. Yeah, that was and interesting. When, when that's happening in your coach's offices, imagine how that spills over to your team. This is different so far in that I do think they're all on the same page, yeah. and I think they all want to get to the same. And place. what a page it is! They're and losing they're together. Pointing. They're <laughs> losing in lockstep. Yeah. They're singing kumbaya with each loss. And not pointing, you know, I mean, look, man, pointing fingers and all that no, kind of stuff, help that would make it worse. No, it, at the end of the day, it's a very long rebuild, and we now know it's even longer than we had anticipated. And so, you know what? Just tired of it, man. Yeah, well, You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's, not it's been get, five years of this, you know? It stinks. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes we've got to take a 30,000-foot view, and this is what I always do. Like, I'm not good enough in the moment. Excuse me, I don't even know where the cough. I can't even find the cough. <laughs> the fake cough yeah, button. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't um, work. Yeah. He's I don't know what happened. Fake cough button. Um, you know, in the moment, I'm not really good about being analytical and being. Uh, it's always measured. after the fact, right? Yeah, but, but and being measured about it because when you grew up with this program like we did, mm-hmm. and then we went through what we went through at the end of Jimbo, but we also right before that was a really bright. Wonderful time. Yeah, they won a national championship in, in 29 straight now, games. We're now five years <laughs> in the suck. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, it was yeah. incredible. That yeah. wasn't that long ago. No, eight and years we're ago. Five years in the suck. It's it's impossible when you really go up and look at it. You're like, I understand the fans are like, how, what, and how is this program better? I get that the coaches get along. That's great. They still suck on Saturdays. Why? Yeah. Like, you look around the country, there are other second-year coaching staff. Oh, sure. There are first-year well, coaching staffs who are doing, that, doing something. That gets back yeah. to what I'm and, telling you. Every set of circumstances is different. And you, it's it would be hard to make an argument. It would be hard for Mike Norvell and his staff to make an argument that they're getting the most out of what they no, have. Yes. No, correct. I think the deal is we firmly established this coaching staff has done a poor job. Right. Like, there's, there's no doubt about yeah. that. But it's, got, more, but it's, it's a, a little bit more situation. nuanced than that. It's yeah. a tough situation. And they haven't made it better. And they have not made it better. They have not made, I think they actually, uh, if we were going to be critical, I think they really probably needed to know, have a little greater certainty during camp, what they didn't have. I, I think they probably misplayed their hand a little bit. And then now they're now they're rat trapping a little bit. I, I, I think that they thought they had a few more things than they actually oh, did. I agree. I agree 100%. And, and now the, the, it is a stark reality that's hit them. Like, oh, oh, no, he he can't play at all. And I don't, I, mean, I don't, you know, I don't really even fault them too much for the transfer misses because, man, that, there's a reason those guys are in the portal. I mean, they're you know, it's not a there's not a lot of sure things in the transfer portal, but, especially but if you're did you Florida need State. to take that running back from Auburn. You got could, a lot of you got a lot of work and practice uh, could, today. Could you not, might be the answer. Could you not have decided that we've got a couple uh, well, running backs? I think, like? I That's think, what you wonder is is in like the kid at Arkansas that brought in that doesn't play McClellan, and then Brandon Moore's not even on the team anymore. Like, did those takes? Keep you from keep getting other kids from other, getting here because yeah. you don't yeah. know. But don't those know. are the portals. Yeah, that that's the decision you got to make. With I would the say at least with a couple of those kids you just mentioned. From what I was told, was part of the reason they liked those kids was because of who they were. Same with the Brandon Moore kid from UCF. I mean, the, getting more good, positive yeah. kids in your program. But nobody, say, nobody said that about Parchment. No, he was a guy that needed to make plays, and he's not making plays. He was on the field for five snaps. Yeah, uh, six, Saturday, six snaps, six snaps. Yeah, on Saturday. 
Uh, so they may be moving on there. But the problem is, I mean, you know, they're just play Burrell. Then, but the, but then you're looking correct. at, you know, of the receivers they play. I mean, I think three or four of them are freshmen. Or oh you know, no no, you're going to take your lumps, but take your yeah. lumps with them and and understand that you're probably not going to get a lot out of them this year. Not only because they'll make mistakes, but your quarterback plays inconsistent and you can't pass pro. So that that, that makes it tough for everybody yeah. to get in sync. But but I would still, I mean, you're going to lose games regardless. I mean, I wonder how soon. Now, I'm not saying you just pull the plug on kids who have been giving you good effort and good leadership. What are you going to tell Jermaine Johnson that he's got to sit? That would be dumb. I feel like but, Jermaine Johnson might make that decision for himself once we get to November. I hope that's, not. That's, that's the reality love, yeah. of college football well, in 2021. Sure, sure, sure. But I do love that kid, and I love what he represents and how hard he works and how hard he plays. And I actually think they hit a few, obviously, on that defensive line. They should feel really good about the <laughs> Yeah, Kier Thomas is a good player, he's a really too. really good player. But, but So you can't just say quit on all of them because you send the wrong message to next year's transfer portal kids. <laughs> but, 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 but see, you can't just quit on them but there are plenty of kids that maybe you can i mean maybe we need to see uh a few more kids in that secondary let's put it that way and i will say this so so look into the future because we got to look to the future because the present doesn't it's look hard very good to look at the present <laughs> or can we look at the past can we, we can can we look, just talk about no, the 2013 talk about 93 and 2013 and 99 how about that way we could just game? we hmm. could just come in and, and like watch along with yeah. the 2013 game guys i got a good one for me this year this is 87 this is where <laughs> oh, we're about man. to turn Let's things just go to the yeah. 13 weight game where they beat them was it 59 to 3 yeah. and they had like back to back weeks of 59 they had to three, two straight Defensive touchdowns on back-to-back plays. You remember those days? I do. Playing uh, hangman on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. Do I don't know. Game. That was the weight game. That was Syracuse. It was, the, it was the other fifty-nine to three win they had that <laughs> back year. To back, yeah. But I mean, no good to do that. I mean, it's it just so makes fun. Angrier. It, it warms the cockles a little bit. A little it's, bit. It's better than this Wake Forest game. Mm. I mean, I do feel like they. I think they've got some good football players in that freshman class. I do too. I think they obviously they have a good class coming in. There's oh, some. Well, you know, yeah. So so from that standpoint, you say okay, maybe. You're building something. The problem, one of the concerns I have though right now is, once you get used to losing, man, oh, they, you get used to losing. Used to it. Yeah, yeah. And well, and I to this end. So and, how does that? How do you get out of that? Well, you got this. Is oh, actually, let's take a quick break because this is actually a wonderful topic. I, and I know people get tired of this because lately I've been doing a lot of comparisons to Florida State and Nebraska. And I started at the beginning of the year. Well, I'm getting a lot of – I get every every time uh, Florida State loses, I get about three or four emails from Nebraska fans. Hey, imagine, okay. imagine you didn't uh, – imagine if you had tweeted that Mike Norvell could coach back in August. <laughs> yeah. so, well, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> but, but, but I actually want to talk about this because – and I'll get into the reasons in a moment. But there, is some thing, there are some things happening there, by the way, that I think – if you're lucky, if you're fortunate, in a couple of years, we're going to start to see here. Hopefully I mean, sooner. I don't want to do this. Hold on, I don't hold, on, hold, do on this. hold on, hold on. Nebraska, give, I'll give you the reasons why. In a why. couple of years, Florida State could in, be 2021 Nebraska. Two and two. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, a couple moral victories yeah. hanging in there. Yeah. 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Some of the headlines continues in a moment. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Corey's favorite moment as I compare the programs, Nebraska and Florida State, and the hill yeah. that's left to climb. Uh, I did an interview today with a guy who covers Nebraska, and long story short, I'll get to the We meet. just heard the story in the yeah, break. Yeah, so but long it. story short, so I, I have a buddy who graduated Nebraska, so I kind of keep tabs on him, and... Bottom line is that debacle to start the year. Year four of the Scott Frost regime, they lose to Illinois. They look ridiculous. It looks like more of the same. After the game, he says, and he, he's unflappable, oh, well, you know, we, they, they did some things we didn't expect to see, and, and, and we can't keep doing this. It's a broken record. It seems like we've seen this movie over and over again, but I promise you we're better, and we'll, we'll prove that. Okay, so everybody rolls their eyes, right? So this last week, they go to war with Oklahoma and have a chance to win the game. Yeah, And if their impressive. kicker, who was all Big Ten a year ago, is now three for eight the on the shanks, season. Man. He can't hit anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he cost them arguably the game. If he hits, you know, who knows? So they, uh, they're that close. So he said to the reporters afterwards is that I've been telling my team this and I've been coaching them in this way, and at some point I wanted to see if they believed it. And I tell them I want to coach guys that when they take the field against anybody, they believe they can win. Today I think they thought they could win. Now, we didn't, and that's not acceptable, but they played like they thought they were going to win. And there wasn't a moment where they doubted right. whether or not. When you watch Florida State play, Ira, to your point, yeah. before the break, they never look like they think they can win, and they also get really unlucky, your snake big point, Corey. I mean, Jason Corbin is as reliable as they come. They get a pick, and yeah. it fumbles right yeah. away. It kills them. The roughing the punter call is pure ass. It's not roughing the punter. And then the call on Jones out of bounds. These sustain drives and lead directly yeah. to points. You yeah. can't have that stuff. They're too fragile to handle that. They don't believe they're going to win. But then that's the point when Corey brought up that receiver, the possession receiver for Wake Forest that made the tough catches. Mm-hmm. Mill, there's a conviction there. There's a belief there yeah, I'm gonna go make this that play. I'm going to make this play. It's a, or a 50-50 ball. I'm the, the other kid. I'm going to go. I'm going to make this play. And the Florida State guys don't have that. And so that's one of my questions: is like, how do you get that? How Keep do, playing. And I asked Norvell today about. Um, you know the identity, like because Kenny Dillingham yesterday said we don't have an identity. No, on offense. we don't. And my question was, can you just determine? Okay, this is going to be our identity, or does that need to evolve? And then you say, okay, this is what we can do. And and he said, look, the identity of our football team is going to be we're going to be tough, we're going to be hard nosed, we're going to be disciplined. Because unfortunately, we're not showing any of that right now. So no. it's just words. I yeah. think they're but, tough. I don't think they're disciplined. Well, definitely but I not. Think definitely not. Tougher, yeah. but. When you looked at his Memphis teams, that's what they were, man. Yeah, they were. They tough. played hard. Oh, and they came back in games they were down, yeah. and they never really, they never blinked. So, to the point, Nebraska's maybe that can come. But even, it's taken him four years to uh, see his team to to play a two. game where yeah. they felt like they could win, and they were seriously outmanned in that game. But sometimes, man, and this is where staying the course, and this is where having to start over and develop continuity. It's hard to endure as fans, and for us as media types covering it. Because you have to be dedicated to the long haul. You have to say, well, we're going to see a lot of tough losses. And they've got to stay the course and be something and just play to it. It would also help to have a great player. 
not a good player. Jermaine Johnson's a well, very Travis good Travis Hunter's going to be a great player in college so, football. Yes. Hopefully right down the road from where we are. You yes. know, there's still, again, I live up there half the time. He's about 32 miles from Athens, Georgia. And he's an insanely gifted but he, player. But he's from South Florida originally. But he, yeah, but, he's originally but from but South Florida. But my point Florida, is so. for the next you better be in Tallahassee. The next three, three months. months the, the next year. three months. All there's a lot of Georgia fans that go to that school. I'm sure half his coaching staff is Georgia is Georgia fans. So there's gonna be a lot of pressure on him, especially the way Georgia plays. But why would you want to go play for those guys? Be one of twenty. Yeah, you want to like the the Beamer guy. Did you see that press conference? Yeah, he was he's like they got 105 stars. Yeah, Travis, you make one on one there. By the way, that's a ridiculous question that he was asked oh, was about nuts. what they got. What, what did they do? Yeah, what, what, what they, well, they just whooped the hell out yeah, like, in front of them. That's what they great. By the way, that's true of us. Every week. Now, can you imagine that Florida State offensive line? Once again, we're going to have to watch it this year. There's nothing to save us. Against Clemson, (laughs) Florida's defensive line is not shabby. You saw they held Alabama to under 100 yards rushing. Yeah, hopefully they have some What are they going to do to Florida State? They they might be banged up or sit some guys out for the (laughs) SEC championship game or something. But going back to Travis Hunter, like – you know, that 2014 defense was not very good here. No. The (laughs) the, the 2000—it didn't play hard. No. The 2015 defense— Played exceptionally hard. Yeah, they played tough. They hit and I, my 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 theory all along is the best player on that team was the toughest kid, and they took Jalen Ramsey's lead. They followed him, and they played hard right. and physical. Can Travis Hunter come to Florida State and be such a ridiculous athlete on both sides of the ball and believe he's going to make game changing plays? Yes, and and then make help. He's not going to go turn him into a ten win yeah. team. No, 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 but. You know, you start seeing when you see a guy make these exceptional plays in game winning, game changing well, plays, maybe that can permeate the other guys that, that are it next does. to it. That it would does. help. They also number one number one priority, way above any even above offensive line because it's a quicker fix, they've got to figure out a quarterback. Whether that's the trans whether it's Jack Cohn, whether it's AJ Duffy. Who whether maybe it's AJ Duffy, maybe it's Trevor Purdy, we'll see. Yeah. But they have to solve that because if you don't solve that, man, to Nothing your point, matters. to your point, Stetson and Bennett at Georgia. Everybody, everybody can can relate to this if you played, you know, high school sports, any sport. It doesn't really matter. And I'm not trying to do this because I played with the guy and all this stuff. But the, here's a true example: My junior year, we went two and eight. We couldn't do anything right. They changed quarterbacks. This freshman kid, Tommy Carter, ends up being our starting quarterback. He turned out to be pretty good. That was a good. Was a that freshman? was a good decision. Yeah, he was un. He was a freshman that last. Oh my god, he was the best player I'd ever seen. Tommy Carter walked in, and I remember in, within two practices. We're like, look at this son of a bitch. And every <laughs> yeah. you game, get confidence from, from that. Every game from that point forward, we thought, well, Tommy will make a play, yeah. and then that emboldened you to go make a play for him, so that he could make a play. Yes, one guy Travis at that Hunter. position. That's can you, change. Travis Hunter. Well, you're but not a quarterback. You, but also, you can make plays. You also had a bunch of other college. There was a bunch of other good players, yeah. but he was yeah. really good, really good. Hour two, headliner questions forthcoming. Hang tough.